It's time for another quickie with Nikki and Chelsea. So recently Chelsea did a workshop at Body called Sober Curiosity. And you know what? I think this is a good topic for a lot of us, especially as we head into summer where every day I wake up and I want to drink a margarita and lay by the pool. So Chelsea, talk a little bit about like that workshop that you did. Um, what were the biggest takeaways? And yeah, just give us your, your wise words. What up, body fam? <laughs> what Nikki doesn't know is I actually have a mocktail in my hand right now Ooh. that I made before I left the house. Oh, what is it? Um, It's those little turmeric shots yep. with soda water and a lemon squeezed in it. Oh, I, I know. Like you just got to, you know, have fun with it. You got to make it um, fun. But most of you guys know I don't drink. I don't know if it's a forever thing. It's been a while thing, so we'll see where it goes. But I'm in a season of life where I really want to see what life is like completely without alcohol, which is why I've gone into so many deep dives on sober curiosity, what exactly it is. I think first and foremost, there's a lot of confusion. What is sober curiosity? It's mm-hmm. in it's in the name. It's yes. not about being sober indefinitely. It's just someone being curious about their relationship with alcohol. Um, I think maybe alcohol curiosity might be an, a better name for this movement because so many people are like, oh, I don't want to be sober. And yes. so they're just immediately turned off by it. Yeah. But then when you actually have, you know, a 60 second conversation with someone about what it means, they're like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. I think we're, especially we're like, it like makes me curious because there are times where are like, oh, I can't go to this thing and like not drink. Like it's not going to be as fun. A hundred percent. And I'm big on language. So right there, and we're all guilty of this. I can't, I can't go without drinking. I won't have fun. And so it's very definitive language. So when we tell ourselves we can't, just like when we tell ourselves we can, right? Yeah. I can do one more deadlift. I got this. You can do this. You're going to do this, right? A completely different outcome. So when we tell ourselves that I can't, that limiting language, it makes it so much harder to even walk out the door. So we do one of two things. We say, fuck it. And we go, and then we just drink, right? Yeah. Or two, we don't go and we isolate and then we have this really boring, lonely experience, which then makes us want to do what? Go party and socialize. Yes, absolutely. What I've been challenging myself with and other people is, okay, well, what if you still went? What if you still went and instead, it's not that you don't have a drink in your hand. You have a drink in your hand. If you love margaritas, I love margaritas. Ask for a mocktail. Have non-alcoholic tequila with you. Go the extra mile and go figure out alternatives for you. Or maybe it's that you do have alcohol, but you only have a certain amount. Yeah. Like I'm just going to have, maybe start with like, I'm just going to have one drink or two drinks. Or yeah. And I know that, you know, the argument for that is, well, once I start, I can't stop. Okay. There are still, I'm solution based. So there are still ways. I'm not joking you. I don't care if this is embarrassing. It's not embarrassing to me, but (laughs) when I first started it, I would take 20, 30 bucks with me in cash and I would not bring it my card. And then I know like if you want to be an asshole, you could use your online wallet. Yeah. But I have a good self, good enough self-control. Or not like bad that. influence friends are going to yeah. buy you a drink. Anyways. Oh, they tried. They tried. And, but it was really cool because one, you really start to understand how much alcohol is like, it's yes. so expensive, but two, you have no choice. And then you met, you know, me, I made jokes with the bartender. I got 30 bucks. What, what does that give me? And yeah. they're like a salad and a glass of wine or or a salad and an appetizer. Yeah. And so it was nice because it made me realize, okay, do I want to indulge in, in food mm-hmm. or do I want to indulge in booze? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I went in and I got two glasses of wine, no food. Yeah. Cause that exactly. was my budget. But no matter what, I still didn't exceed that two glass wine. Cause with tip, that's pretty much where we're at these yeah. days. 
and some places like AZ88, isn't it like $18 for a, yeah. an espresso martini? Yeah. Things could be crazy. I don't, don't, I don't even know. Don't even yeah, ask like, Ramsey would know, but I feel like she probably blocks that price out of her mind as well. <laughs> but that there, my point is that there are ways around it, but yes, we live in Scottsdale, sunny Scottsdale, boozy Scottsdale, never nothing to do Scottsdale. There's always something to yes. do here. And, um, I'm actually working with eight women right now in a, we call it motivation nation group where I it's love that. <laughs> no, only two women out of the eight to be clear, want to give up alcohol indefinitely. All six of the other girls just want to invite more, um, intention into their drinking practice. And it's been really cool to work with them to see where they're at, take away the shame, take away the judgment because there's no shame. There's no judgment. Right. Absolutely. And then figure out what are, what do you want your new normals to be like? Yes. And, and again, I not, Oh, I'm Chelsea and I'm sober. It's like, Oh yeah. I'm choosing not to drink tonight. Yeah. Oh, I'm alcohol free right now. Yeah. It's not again, this thing, this title that hangs over me. Um, I guess if I let it be, it would. And if other people want to say confidently like, Oh, I've been sober for yeah. X amount of years. Cause I feel like that word sober for some people, they might feel like, Oh, it meant I had a problem. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you don't want to discredit people who actually do have a problem with alcohol at the sober curiosity workshop. It was really cool. There were four people there that I had no idea that were between two and seven years sober. Yeah. That in their words, were alcoholics. Yes. So you don't want to discredit people that actually feel that they have an addiction to alcohol because it's very real, right? Absolutely. And I've actually talked to people who were sober that said that it's insulting when people say that they're quote unquote sober. Yeah. I think for me, I've never meant to disrespect anyone when I say that. So now I've just started to say I'm alcohol free, Yeah, which sounds kind of (laughs) funky too. I don't think there's a perfect way. Yes, absolutely. Um, But it is cool because I think a lot more people, even if it's having dry days during the week or just inviting a little bit more intention into their drinking practice, there, there seems to be more interest there. Mm -hmm. I don't think me picking St. Patrick's Day weekend to do this sober curiosity (laughs) workshop was my best planning, but it was awesome to see the people that did show up. He was like, damn, okay. Some of you are really hung over right now. And Samson. Yes. Right. Exactly. They're like, everyone that went was like, actually, I need this. I have a lot of fun this weekend, but this is like, (laughs) well, we had like a full NA non-alcoholic bar. And I don't think, um, a lot of people are expecting that. And it was cool because they have non-alcoholic tequila and gin and rum and beer and vodka and all these different spirits and mixed drinks and not. And it is fun because for some people, it is just that physical act of having something in their hand. And it's the placebo. For sure. We were actually, when we were recording um, like a pregnancy podcast, me, Sky and Harper, we were actually talking about that when you're pregnant, like I used to be like, well, why am I going to have like maybe some extra sugars or like, like calories or whatever in a mocktail if there's not alcohol in it. But I actually really enjoyed just the, the act of having a, a mocktail at dinner or just having something in my hand to sip on that wasn't water. So I feel like a, a mocktail life for some that like haven't gone through pregnancy or haven't gone through that, like not being able to drink even when you're used to it. I think the mocktail is so underrated. Oh, it, it invites you back into the social circle. You feel so much more included in what's going on. And at the end of the day, not that 
anyone should be doing it for other people's judgment, but like being at bars and some or places with a mocktail in my hand, they don't know. And because I'm not quote unquote sober, I don't care if they think there's alcohol, but it's for me, it's like the taste buds. And then people joke that I get contact drunk Oh yeah, yeah, because I'll, I'll start my voice will start getting higher. I get more amped and they're like, did you slip a shot? Yes. But I think that goes to show the energy bounce off and like having not just the mocktail, but still being in that environment, the vibes are still there, right? Yeah. You can when you, still get, yeah. When you first started, was it hard, like, to, like, feel like you were having as fu- as much fun? And, like, what are, like, do you feel like now you just have a lot more, because you remember things and you have, like, more meaningful conversations? Because <laughs> I, I know when yeah. you get drunk, you can get, like, obviously really comfortable with people louder, have, like, you know, crazy conversations, but then you might not remember them the next day. Yeah. I would say I was, uh, had a little bit better behavior. <laughs> <laughs> just wild um when I would drink but I think the biggest thing was sober dating I had so much fun with it I am big on what you exude you also receive and I pride myself in making people feel comfortable but I was really intimidated dating this was before Jack and intimidated by dating sober and then I said fuck it you're gonna do it anyway and you're not gonna be like oh I have my car I'm not drinking tonight you're just gonna be open where you're at and I had some of the best dating experiences and also if and when we were intimate I feel like it was so much more alive if the connection was there because it wasn't the blanket of alcohol and the blanket of drunkness being like, is he a good kisser? Does this feel good? (laughs) And then the next morning you're like, ooh, no. It was like, hell yeah. And I never once pressured the guy to not drink. Oh, yeah. I think naturally they didn't drink as much, but I thought it was great. So yeah, I guess in social circles in the very beginning, like at the body parties, you know, everyone's having a good time. You want to, you want to indulge. So that was, but you, you know, if you go back to your why it's easy to work fast. And then I'm lucky because you guys have all been so respectful. I think when I hear it hurts my heart, when I hear about friends that are like, oh, they don't text me anymore. They don't invite me. But I will say it did take me reminding my circles. I'm not uncomfortable by this. Please do still include me. Yes. And I had to advocate for myself before my social life got back to its norm. So yeah, there you're was like, that not, little bit. not saying I don't want to be social anymore. Right. You're just saying I'm just going to take a step back from drinking right now. And I think people err on the side of caution. They're like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to tempt her. Right. So it yes. might come from a good place, but I think that's where just the communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found that once you have one good night sober, you're so much more open to having another night. And then you yes. start hearing like, or you start feeling like, Oh, this isn't that bad. Oh, this is kind of fun. And I have enough energy to go to a body class and I can go get brunch after my girlfriends and I'm saving all this money and my skin's clearing up. This is all my personal experience. <laughs> I love it. Is this, is this convincing you guys all? Do you hear all these positive changes from this woman? But also if you see me with a glass of wine or I guess I would be drinking wine, a margarita at the body pool party. Mind your business. Yeah, she, she just said she's just not. Yeah, we'll right see what now. happens and today and whatever. <laughs> Probably tomorrow. How long has it been now? Uh, a year and I don't know. I stopped counting. But uh, over a year. The day after the Halloween body party, twenty twenty one. Okay, wow. But and then I drank. I had one drink at your um, Christmas party. Yep. And then I had a margarita at a son's game. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like, could you say I'm technically not sober? Yeah, that's why I don't say I'm sober. Yes. But if you say if almost two years I've had two drinks, motherfucker. 
motherfuckers, I'm alcohol free. Yes. Like I get, I get that right. Seriously. We'll see what happens. Like having (laughs) one drink is not going to like fuck you up. Yeah. You know? (laughs) And that's another thing. Last piece of advice I would give is if you are trying to like limit your alcohol and then you quote unquote, um, like slip up, don't think of it as a slip up. Think about it. Like you've been living your way, your life a very specific way. So obviously just like with anything in life, you don't just go to a fucking pull up bar and start busting out pull-ups. Some of us have to get on boxes. Some of us need a band. Some of us can do a pull-up and then the next day we need a band again. So Absolutely. it's going to be an ebb and flow. So find grace. Give yourself grace. Yeah. I love that. I mean, if you guys need any motivation or join the motivation nation, <laughs> right? Is that it? <laughs> I love it. Um, reach out to Chelsea. Oh, goodness. All right. See you later. Bye.